has begun. Recording for Spark Pass episode 16 has begun. There is no leaving the ride now that the ride has begun. If you wish to exit the ride, it is too late. Your body will be mega fucked. (laughs) 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 Well, I was looking for a goofy bit. My brain just unearthed one. Oh, that just got fucking uncorked from my soul. All right, let's record a show. Your Xbox Game Pass Game of the Month Club. I'm Spencer. And I'm Mark. That spells spark. Your spark of inspiration to explore Game Pass. Charging sequence at 30%, 50%, Chief, 70%, 90%. Spark Pass, your Xbox Game Pass Game of the Month Club. What's going on, everybody? Hi, my name is Mark, and I am ready to open up this fucking pit and disrespect my surroundings. Spencer, hi. I'm so glad you used that bit idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got you, big dog. How you doing? I'm doing all right, man. I'm doing all right. Thanks, uh, thanks for getting up early to do this with me, since my life is a nightmare. Oh, you know what? It's totally mm-hmm. fine. It's October. Life is supposed to be a nightmare right now, right? It's it's on theme. Yeah, something like that. It's supposed <laughs> to, this is supposed to be my happy time. You sons of bitches! <laughs> How dare you! <laughs> This is why we don't do these this early. <laughs> yeah, I know, dude. Like, <laughs> normally we're we're very put together and we're very like like especially the last couple episodes. I feel like we've been very put together and very professional and very yep. like ready to to go. Like last month we had like so much news ready to go, and now this month we're recording at eight in the morning, and it's just like fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been out of bed for uh, approximately ten minutes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm working on about twenty. Yeah. Yeah. So you know. We're doing great. Well, I'm I'm glad that you you're able to record a pod with me, and maybe we can get away from the doldrums of the world. Because you, you know, like I've been, you ever get the feeling, and and you know, maybe this is weird. I don't know. You ever get the feeling, like deep down in the pit of your stomach, that like something is about to go horribly wrong, and you don't know exactly what it may be, but whenever it it, it enters your body, you just can't let it go, and and every moment of your life is just spent thinking what happens whenever you turn around the corner and maybe the horrible thing, maybe the horrible incident will find you. You ever have that feeling? Yes, Mark. I have an anxiety disorder. Yeah, me too. You want to talk about <laughs> some game pass news? <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, all right, let's get it popping, baby. Uh, Cause we've got a decent amount of game pass news this month. Not anything too crazy going on. I was trying to find like something October spooky theme to transition us in. Um, but there's some horror stuff coming out this month. There's some other stuff coming out this month. It, it's kind of a big month for Game Pass, um, surprisingly, because I don't think I think everybody's vibe has been this year on Microsoft that everything's kind of down and everything's mm-hmm. kind of like, oh, yeah, Game Pass isn't doing so hot this year. But I think this is a pretty good haul for this month. So let's get into it. Uh, already out by the time this this episode is out. So these are stuff that you can go check out right now. Um, 
The first two seasons of The Walking Dead came out on PC. These were already available on console, but uh, they're already out on PC now, so you can go check those out. Obviously, I think these are games that we both played as they came out. It's cool that they're coming to PC, but I don't think there's anything much more to say other than that. Yeah, no, I played these like on release date whenever the games were coming out initially. Um, I used to be really into The Walking Dead and then it, you know, went to shit. Sorry if you're a Walking Dead fan, Uh, but the games were fantastic. And like I in general, I really like Telltale games. You know, I think yeah. they do. A, I think they do a cool thing. And it's more narrative, but there's not zero gameplay. You know what I mean? There's still some there, so it's it's enough to to scratch that itch while just following a good story. And yeah. uh, in general, from what I can remember in my life, The Walking Dead season one was the first video game to ever make me like openly sob. <laughs> so. <laughs> I'm not gonna, obviously we're not spoiling anything here, but that game was fucking heavy, dude. Yeah, I definitely remember that game being extreme, like just waiting on your chest after you were done playing it. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of like the zombie game genre, as it were. Uh, but if there's one to check out, it's this one. So if you somehow haven't played these um, and you are on PC, you can now check them out, which is cool. Chivalry 2 came out on October 4th. This one's on console cloud and PC. Uh, I think Chivalry 2 came out last year, and Chivalry is just goofy fun. It's basically just a gigantic medieval battlefield, and you can fuck around and beat up your friends. It's it's not like a masterpiece, masterclass of gaming, but it's just, it, to me, it feels like a throwback to like, and this is like what 90s PC deathmatch gaming was kind of like, you know, yeah. it kind of feels like a throwback to that. Yeah, I haven't really played it, but I've watched so many people play it from when it came out and people were streaming it and stuff. Uh, and I think that's like a, a perfect explanation. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I It's one of those games that like if my friends asked me like, hey, you want to play Chivalry 2? I'd be like, absolutely, without a doubt. Like it just oh, yeah. seems like silly fun. Yeah, like I'm not trying to matchmake in this game, but if I got some buddies that want to hop in, okay, yeah, I can look into this. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Costume Quest is coming out on uh, cloud and console on October 11th. Now, I had a hard time. This is a double fine game. I did not know this game wasn't already on Game Pass. Yeah, I didn't either. For some reason, I feel like it was. The sequel's on Game Pass. Costume Quest 2 is on Game Pass. Oh, very interesting then. Somehow the first game wasn't, even though Microsoft, you know, owns Double Fine. Uh, I wonder if there was some publishing thing from back before Double Fine was owned by Microsoft that was unresolved. I'm not sure. I was about to say it might be a publisher thing because it looks like this was published by THQ. Ooh, that might be it. So there might have been some licensing agreements or something they had to work out. Yeah, I mean, THQ of 2010 doesn't exist anymore, but maybe that stuff got transferred to THQ Nordic or whatever they're called now embracer group or whatever the fuck yeah um maybe yeah maybe there was something to work out there but regardless uh it's now under the microsoft stable and it's going to be on game pass on october 11th obviously perfect thematic game for spooky month yeah like this is kind of one of those games that it's like the the family friendly halloween movies you know like, if you're into Halloween and horror stuff, this will scratch that itch for you because it's got the Halloween aesthetic and themes to it. 
Uh, and if you're someone who's like, I like Halloween, but I don't really like scary stuff that much. I don't like being scared, but I like candy and cute costumes. Then you got the perfect kind of mesh there, you know? Yeah, for sure. Well, if you do like being scared on October 14th, do I have the game for you? Xbox Series X and S, PC and Cloud, October 14th. It's finally out, Spencer. We've been talking about it for like two years. Scorn is coming. It's out. There's a date. It's happening. Yeah, they even moved it up, dude. The original date was October 21st. Yeah, they moved moved it up up a week, baby. Holy shit. (laughs) It's actually finally occurring. Like, feels like we've been talking about this game in the Xbox stable for ages. I mean, it's really only been part of the Game Pass discussion for like the last two years or so. Uh, But this game has been in development for an age. Yeah, it feels like we've been talking about this game for like as long as I can possibly remember. Yeah. When you know what when was it originally announced? When was Scorn? It was like I want to say like 2016. It was a long time ago. Well, I don't want an originally released. Anticipate my needs, computer. <laughs> <laughs> Why aren't you <laughs> listening to my needs machine? Uh, understand me. Spite being officially announced back in 2014 with pre-alpha footage. Holy shit. So, yeah, it's been uh it's been a minute. Yeah, it's years, dude. I thought we were closing in on a decade. I was like, has it been a decade? Not quite, but we're close. But hey, it's coming out, so we don't have to talk about it anymore. We can be about it, scorn about it. I don't know. I I was trying to make a joke there. I didn't. (laughs) There was an attempt. Um, This is one that we're planning on circling back to. We have a more pressing game to cover next month, but um, yes, we. We do plan on circling back to Scorn at some point. I mean, this is genuinely one of the biggest releases for Microsoft this year. This is a game that they previewed whenever they first previewed the initial lineup for the Xbox Series X and S. This was supposed to be a launch title. Like, this is genuinely one of the biggest releases on the Game Pass platform this year. Yeah. So definitely one we plan on circling back to. Speaking of big releases on Game Pass, um, a game we played the first one a couple of months ago, uh, and now the sequel is coming. Xbox Series X and S, PC and Cloud, October 18th, Plague Tale Requiem. Yeah, dude, I still just can't get over that they that Plague Tale Innocence left right before this happened. Like the yeah, same I, month it left. It's so weird to me. It's really weird. It's like, really I mean, bizarre. I don't I guess it I, is what it is. It just seems like it seems like that would be the time that you would really want to push like, hey, the first one's on Game Pass 2. Make sure you get through it before the second one comes. Right. Well, no, now the second one's coming out. Make sure you pay $40 for the first one for a game that's been out for six years. <laughs> like, Yeah. And like, maybe this is one that you go find used. Probably so. You can probably find this game used for pretty cheap. Yeah, like I imagine you can pick it up at, at like either GameStop or like probably if you if you have any cool local shops, uh, they've probably got a pretty good price on it. Yeah, like on GameStop, it's eighteen dollars used. Like maybe maybe that's the spot for this one. Yeah, yeah, you probably want to go do that. But um, I mean, I enjoyed what I played of uh, Plague Tale Innocence. I didn't get to finish it before it left Game Pass, so it is. It is sitting half done, and it might sit half done for a very long time before I'm able to get back to it. 
Um, yeah, I I was interested in finishing the rest of it, um, but then it left Game Pass before I could. Yeah, I mean that's kind of the thing, right? It's like because it, I thought about picking it up whenever, as we all know, when games leave Game Pass, they go on twenty percent off. Mm-hmm. Um, but that game on twenty percent off was still like thirty some odd bucks, and I was like, am I thirty three dollars yeah. invested in this game? I don't think I am. Yeah, I I definitely wasn't. Like, I don't I don't I don't mean that to be a knock on the game. Like, I think it was fun and I enjoyed what I played, but at some point I'm just kind of like, eh, that's a little steeper than I want to pay for a game that's a few years old. Yeah. Um, but the sequel looks bigger, better, better. Uh they've talked multiple times about the game being like double in length. So they really went for the like epic scale on this one it sounds yeah. like. Uh, I'm really curious to check out reviews for this one and see how that one goes, because if it does review really well and it's like, holy shit, you need to hop on this, I will. Um, It's just a matter of, you know, I want to hear how the sequel is first before I go and pick up a used copy of the first one, finish the first one, and then go play the second one, right? Like, there's multiple layers of... There's multiple layers of work I need to put in here, so I'm kind of in wait-and-see mode on this one, I think. Yeah, I I think I am too. Like I feel like it's going to review well and it's going to do and people are going to like it because people like the first one and I don't think they're going to break the formula that much. Um but yeah, I agree. Like I'm going to I'm going to have to see like is this a game that we have to play because it's so amazing because at that point we have to go back and finish the first one or is this a hey sorry, you know, you get to it when you get to it. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We'll see. And last but certainly not least Coming up on the list of big Game Pass releases, Persona 5 Royal. It's finally happening. Persona games are finally coming to Xbox. It's coming out October 21st. We're starting with Persona 5. Uh, As we learned at E3, Persona 3 and 4 are coming later. Um, But this is the first one. Persona 5 Royal, a, a substantial update to the initial Persona 5. So if you play the original Persona 5, there might be some cause to go through and replay it here now that you don't have to buy it again. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, this is a gigantic hundreds of hours JRPG, a little too big for the scope of our show. But um, I definitely think this is genuinely one of the bigger releases on Xbox this year, as weird as that sounds for a game that's several years old at this point. Um, I think it's sort of the shining beacon of Microsoft is really trying to get Japanese-made games on here. I think this is one of Japan's most iconic games of the past decade, and it's finally here on on Xbox, and it's on Game Pass, which is very cool. Yeah, I mean, these games are are not small games by any means, and I feel like people who are fairly into gaming but maybe aren't super into JRPGs and stuff, they still know Persona. Right. We still know what this is. We've heard of it before. Uh, so those being kind of the the big ones that it looks like Microsoft's getting those and and in that kind of vein in that world, uh, Danganronpa are are a big deal to be added and continuously added to this service. It is a big deal for people. Yeah, absolutely. And I think man. it's like it's the perfect way to add them to Xbox too, instead of just being like. Yo, game dropped on Xbox. Go spend $60 on it. It's, hey, it's on Game Pass, dude. You already have that. Give it a try. Maybe you find a new genre you like or 
and just a new game in the genre that you already enjoy that you maybe didn't get to play because you don't have a PlayStation. Right, for sure. Yeah. I mean, there's been a handful of, of really strong JRPGs that have dropped on Game Pass over the course of last year. We'll talk about one later in the show in a in an update of a certain game that I I've been really enjoying. But um yeah, that's the thing, is like there's only been so many of these big massive tentpole jrpgs that have have come to the console over the last few years and it's it's cool to finally get one of them and it puts xbox in a position when the inevitable persona 6 comes out because we all know it's going to happen it's just a matter of when um whenever that game inevitably happens it puts xbox in a position to be there at launch which i think is great yeah I completely agree. If this, I think if this game does well on Game Pass and on Xbox in general, that they're gonna obviously want to to put the next game in the franchise on Xbox. Yeah, and it's not just Xbox too. Yeah, it's not just Xbox too. This is also coming to Switch for the first time. So like, this is Persona sort of coming out of its cage of being like this great exclusive PlayStation franchise. And this is sort of, for the first time, it's coming out everywhere, right? Yeah. Like, it feels like it's really, like, busting out of its cage and becoming, like, a mainline, mainstream, like, the next Persona game, when it gets announced, will be an event for everybody. And I think that's super cool. Yeah, I think that's awesome. I'm I'm excited for that to expand more and people to get to check out stuff that either they haven't or they're like, man, I just missed out on it because of console-exclusive stuff. Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, All right. So we have a couple of other little bits of news and notes here. Uh, I wanted to talk first about a games update, because obviously with the debacle of Halo Infinite as a live service game, uh, Gears 5 didn't exactly have a great live service. There's been a history sort of over the last few years of people saying, well, Microsoft doesn't really make great live service games. And I wanted to point out an example of Microsoft doing a live service style thing way right. I wanted to talk about one of my favorite games, Forza Horizon 5. They just announced, um, I think yesterday, maybe two days ago, um, a big update for Forza Horizon 5. It's the 10-year anniversary of Forza Horizon. So they announced this gigantic update that they're putting out of uh basically every week over the course of the next month starting on october 11th they're going to have like events that are themed off of each previous horizon game so it's sort of like celebrating the history of the forza horizon series uh they're also bringing back midnight battles which was a street racing event in forza horizon 3 where if you won enough street races you'll get challenged to a midnight battle and if you win the midnight battle, you win a new car. So it's basically like racing for pink slips, right? Okay. Um, so that's a cool thing. Like that's another way that you can get new cars, and they're introducing some new cars uh, through that in this this update. And the thing that I think is really cool, um, they're doing a new story event called Horizon Origins. There's five chapters, one for each Forza Horizon game. That's a big update. They're adding all the cover cars from the previous games, which is awesome. Um, and last but not least um, is the Horizon mixtape, 
We talked on the Forza Horizon episode about the music in that game maybe getting a little stale after you've played it for a while. Mm -hmm. Well, they figured it out. Uh, If you complete accolades as part of the uh, the Horizon Origin story, the new story that they're adding, you can unlock old songs from the previous games. They relicensed a lot of these tracks. So like the iconic songs of Hospital Records and and Horizon Base are we like. If I hear a moment apart by Odessa again in a Forza Horizon game, that will make me very happy. Um, there's a bunch of, you know, cool stuff that they licensed out. Uh, and they're adding out, you know, new stuff on the festival playlists, like uh, big event lab drops. So like new materials you can use to make your own tracks and courses and stuff. This is a crazy update. This is probably the most substantial update we've seen in terms of the monthly updates for Forza Horizon. Uh, aside, obviously, from the month where they added the whole, uh, you know, Hot Wheels expansion. Um, yeah. But to me, I look at this and I go, well, this is Microsoft doing a live service game right. Like, they have the pipeline set up. They have the ability within the company to do this. So, like, I just wanted to highlight it because I don't think, I think people have seen, like, oh, Microsoft and live service is like this impossible dream that's never going to happen. No, it's it's here. You can do it. We have an example within the company of it's here, you can do it. Yeah, and I wonder if that comes down to more uh, developer side things. Of, oh, absolutely. Yeah, they're, they're all owned by Microsoft, but all three of those games that we mentioned are developed by different studios. Yes, so, I mean, absolutely. obviously, Halo's 343, Gears is the Coalition, and Forza is, um, is Playground, right? Yeah. So maybe that's it. You know, we we will we like to or some people like to kind of bundle it under well Microsoft did it wrong. Well, you know, maybe they're not as hands-on with some of these these developers and these decision-making processes, you know? And some people have pointed out that maybe that's part of the problem, that maybe the leadership team at Team Xbox is maybe a little too hands-off. Mhm. Um and maybe they're not quite as proactive in hunkering down whenever one of their developers is having problems. Yeah. Um, and that hands-off approach has benefits because companies get to make the games that they want, right? And that's awesome. Um, and people don't get roped into being like support studios for like a bigger game, right? right. Um, so that that approach has its benefits, but it also has its downsides in that lack of consistency that we kind of always talk about with Xbox. Of like, well, now, like right now, we're kind of in a drought. Next year is going to be insane. 2024, who the fuck knows, right? Like, I feel like it it sort of speaks to what may be considered a larger issue with the Xbox brand sort of in general. In that sort of like lack of consistency of like, hey, within your umbrella, I see this company doing an awesome job on this particular aspect of gaming. And that doesn't stretch out company wide because of that lack of sort of gigantic overhead. Right. So, yeah. I, I mean, it's an open question as to whether that's a good or a bad thing. Right. I mean, I, I think there's good and bad sides to, to it, but I just thought it was really curious of like, I feel like I see all the time. Microsoft is yet to have like a live service game that works and is good. Like, no, it's here. We did it. Like, you're just not looking at it, you know? Yeah, you're just ignoring this game or 
not realizing and understanding that it is also a live service game because it's not, you know, the traditional looking thing of, of a live service game that people expect, you know? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so that, that update, uh, starts on October 11th and I think it looks awesome. Like I'm very excited to hop back into some, uh, some classic Forza Horizon, um, within the context of the new game. I think that's going to be very cool. Uh, and I think it's a great example of how we can take these games that are on Game Pass that you can download whenever you want and bring people back into them every couple of months, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like Game Pass as a platform is conducive to these sort of live service experiences. So um, maybe check out some Forza Horizon if you haven't played it since last year. That's, you know, that's that's my sales pitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially when this update comes out, because that sounds like it's adding a ton of stuff. Yeah. It's a lot of content. A um, couple little things we want to talk about around the horn real quick before we get to our game that we played for this month. Um, we have another country has approved the Xbox Activision Blizzard merger. Brazil has approved the merger. It's good to go. Everything's happy. Uh, I mean, I'm just bringing these up just because it's worth noting that like all of these countries have to approve this deal. This is a big multinational corporate thing, right? Um but obviously, we're not going to get any sort of real movement on this until the big players, the U.S., the U.K., Japan, you know, until the major game playing nations of the world approve this. Obviously, this isn't going anywhere. But um, worth noting that, again, another country said, hey, Sony, fuck off. <laughs> we're approving <laughs> this thing. Yeah. And I'm just I don't know. I'm so ready for it to just be done because Me too. I feel like it's 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 going to happen. It's inevitably going to happen. Like I don't I don't see any reason that it doesn't and at this point I I want it to be done so that we can stop talking about it or seeing it in the news all the time and I can stop rolling my eyes every time I see any headline that includes Jim Ryan or PlayStation. Yeah. No, for sure. I'm I'm with you. It fucking drives me crazy how how hypocritical this all has been it's so stupid yeah it's 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 pretty dumb i think playstation have as a brand have done themselves a disservice here and that's oh, not 100 and that's not me console warring right like i love all these platforms like if i if i had unlimited money i would have a ps5 right now uh and i would probably be doing a playstation centric podcast yeah, um, i mean i literally just bought a ps5 Right. So exactly. like this is not we are not against other consoles, you know, like we're not yeah. we only play Xbox, Xbox only games, you know, like I just me bought a ca- PS5 because they me like Halo. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, it's not I, that I, I bought a PS5 because there are games that I want to play that are only going to be on the PS5. Like uh, all the Sony first party titles are always so freaking good. Yeah, they so are. I, I got to play it, man. And like. There's nothing wrong with having multiple consoles. I think it's stupid to not want to have multiple or want multiple companies to do well in this space. Right. You know, not everybody can afford to buy every console. I get that. That's that's not what I mean. But like to just be like, well, Sony sucks. I hope they just completely fail. It's like, well, that's bad. That would not be good for anyone involved. Yeah, it'd be Um, bad for the industry as a whole. And and, but I totally get what you're saying of like, you know, it's it sucks to see Sony acting like this because I mean, I think this, 
this merger is something they can't really do a whole lot about. And mm-hmm. it kind of feels like crying over spilt milk. And it just sort of reduces the value of their brand. Like I think of PlayStation as like this big prestige value brand. And to see them sort of whining in the public sphere like this, I think it brings down their image, which I think sucks. I don't think it's good for anybody involved. Yeah, like it just makes them it it makes it feel very, very anti-consumer and anti this is going to sound stupid. I hate this phrasing, but like anti-gamer, you know what I mean? Yeah, I get what you mean. I hate that it, shit, too, but I totally get what you mean. Yeah. And it's like, dude shut up <laughs> like you're just making yourself look like a jerk and it's dumb i don't understand the, the 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 thing here like you're having a meltdown and you're like if we lose call of duty playstation's done we'll never make a game again and it's like that's not even remotely true and it's also not happening <laughs> like, right you're throwing a hissy fit for nothing yeah it's very weird i i don't get it uh um... it's it's very toddler didn't get their way yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't get my toy the way I want it. I didn't yeah. get to buy Activision Blizzard before you did, right? Like, it, it yeah. feels very much like We that. didn't think about doing that. <laughs> right, exactly. And they but probably... At the same time, you know for a fact that everyone has approached them at some point. Yeah, I mean, whether PlayStation has the money to make that level of acquisition, because, I mean, they're like a small section of Sony overall that's sort of like quarantined off from yeah. the rest of Sony. Whereas Microsoft and the Xbox plan is much more integrated into Microsoft's complete vision, right? Yeah. Um, uh, you don't really see, like, Sony... You, you don't see, like, PlayStation-branded stuff out and about in other Sony products, whereas you see that all the time with Microsoft and Xbox, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so they probably didn't have the financial means to make a deal like this happen, and Microsoft did, you know? they got there first take the l and move on you know like that that's the thing to me at the end of the day is just like as these you know approvals continue to roll in it's like it's looking pretty likely that this is gonna happen just take the l and move on like you're still gonna have um you're still gonna have their big games on your platform it's not like they're going away forever so yeah now you just don't have exclusive content only for call of duty you know the game that you're throwing a hissy fit about exclusivity with right yeah so um it's just yeah i i am with you of like let's get this thing on the road and get it moving and like if it's gonna get disallowed just go ahead and do it just rip the band-aid off i'm ready to just know like is this happening circle one y slash n i'm just ready yeah and i almost like I agree with that, but like, I just really don't want it to go the other way because I feel like that's just going to open a whole new can of worms. Yeah, for sure. Of like, what happens to uh, Activision now? Yeah, 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 it becomes a yeah. Whole. Like, what happens to Activision Blizzard now? Do they stay trash? Probably. Um, what happens with you know? Well, can now who can we acquire? Can anyone acquire a company? Like, what level of of studios and publishers? Are we going to hit that threshold of, well, this is small enough that it's okay. This is too big that we can't do it. And then uh, what is that going to – this isn't going to happen. This is just my petty brain working of, well, how how many times is Microsoft going to go, fine, fuck you then, dude. I'm not giving you any games, Sony. Like, get out of here. Get yeah. out of here. We're, we're pulling our exclusivity back in tighter because of how this all went down. Which I don't, I don't think that's see. what's going to happen, and I, I more – do not want that to happen at any point. That would yeah. suck. 
No, I agree. Like, I love that Microsoft, one of the things I like about Microsoft as a gaming brand right now is like they are embracing play the game wherever the hell you want. We don't care. We're just like if you're paying for the game or you're paying for the subscription fee, great. Play it wherever you want. We don't give a shit. Um, I, I, I love that mentality. And it, we should be more open to playing all of our games across all the devices that we own. Right. So right. it would suck to see Microsoft feel like they have to reverse course just because of like some pettiness in the, in the business side. I just, I, that would not be good for anybody involved. Yeah, Um, exactly. So hopefully this shit gets resolved and we can all just fucking move on. Right. Um, one last thing. I don't want to like harp on this too hard. Um, overwatch two came out and it sure did have some issues. Um, the servers were DDoS attacked for multiple days. Um, you had to have a working cell phone service that wasn't prepaid to be able to sign up for their account system. Um, a whole bunch of mess with Overwatch 2's launch. Obviously, you know, normally we wouldn't talk about this, but it's a Blizzard game, so it's under the Xbox umbrella. Um, obviously a rocky launch for them. Uh, weird situation. They put out a big patch today that resolves some of this stuff. But, um, yeah, weird situation for what, you know, again, back in 2016, Overwatch was, you know, God King, world killer video game and pretty rough fucking launch here to start it off. Yeah, like, I feel like if only one of these things would have happened, it might be okay. Yeah, but like there's it's been like a landslide of problems and not all of them are blizzard's fault you can't control that you got ddos attack that's not that's not their fault right but like the phone number thing obviously their fault uh and i've seen a lot of people with problems of of progress and items not carrying forward in the game and like how long it takes to unlock original heroes from the original game that they shut down servers for right um yeah those aren't great things those really aren't great things um the whole phone number thing may is i think what made me the most angry because at no point in time did they think well some people just can't afford a postpaid account right to get an actual contract because that requires a credit check for those of you who aren't familiar with how cell phone plans work you have prepaid plans where you buy your monthly service up front and you use that month of service uh, and then the next month you buy it again uh, and you can set that up like a reoccurring payment. So it's not like you have to go to the store and buy it every every month. You can set that up as a reoccurring payment. But postpaid service, as it was called in that industry, um, is requires a credit check and you get a monthly bill and it's for the service that you used. And the problem was. You were you were required to have a phone number on your account, and you could not use a prepaid service. There's a lot of problems with that. And one, some people just choose to use a prepaid service because they don't need as much. They they just want calling and texting and like the lowest amount of data they can have. It's a simple use. That's all they need. So they go with the cheapest route, which makes a lot of sense. There's no reason to overpay. Right. Uh, the other thing that this comes into is people who cannot afford the other service because it is vastly more expensive for pretty similar service um, to be on a postpaid plan or people who just, you know, maybe don't have the best credit score and can't get it, but still want to play this literal free game. 
Right. Um, yeah, that yeah, was, yeah. That's the, that was the that's problem. The big, that's the big thing about this to me is like, so I have to be able to pay a hundred bucks a month for my cell phone plan or whatever, uh, and be able to pass a credit check just to play this free to play game. Like, any time you can take away barriers from, you know, being able to play a game, do that. And this is just like, it seems like such an unnecessary barrier. I get what they were going for of like, we want to reduce the number of bot accounts and Smurf accounts and like bullshit extra accounts that shouldn't be there, right? We want everybody to be on one account. I understand that. There had to be a better way to implement this. Yeah, and like, I can see them maybe saying like we can't use like the free apps where you get like a, a free phone number to use um, Wi-Fi calling or like something like Google Voice because those are completely free. So there is no barrier to making Smurf and troll accounts. A prepaid yeah. phone, you still have to spend some money like the cheapest one I think you could probably get is like 15 bucks. Right. So you still had to spend $15 to do this. And I feel like that is $15 more than somebody is going to be willing to regularly spend just to make troll accounts to goof with people. Yeah, for sure. Uh, um, so the last that I saw, they were trying to roll this back some. Um but it's any Overwatch player with a connected Battle.net account, which includes all players who have played since... June 9th uh, will not have to provide a phone number to play. Okay. Yeah. So, so they're rolling some of this back and th- and that's, that's good, but still like, it feels like a problem of their own creation that they could just solve. Yeah. Much Cause more my thing with that is like, if you've played since June 9th, 2021, you don't have to do it. If you have not played since June 8th, 2021, sorry, bud, you still have to put your phone number in. Like, yeah. Uh... It's weird weird i don't get it seems dumb like yeah i don't know this is very much uh another just because it's blizzard perfect example of saying what you guys don't have phones you know what i mean like come on dude you'd made this unnecessarily difficult for no reason yeah um now i haven't gotten to touch the actual game overwatch 2 yet i haven't been able to play it uh it just came out a couple days ago as of day day of recording uh, so I haven't gotten to try it yet. Everything that I've heard from my friends who are Overwatch players is like, yeah, it's pretty good. It's Overwatch at a faster pace because they got rid of one of the tanks. It's cool, right? Like, it's fun to play uh, once you get through all the bullshit. But there's a lot of bullshit to crawl through, <laughs> it sounds like. So, yeah, exactly. Um, sucks for the launch of this game. Uh, hopefully they're able to to you know get it all figured out every game launch is a fucking mess nowadays dude can we not just launch a video game and the video game works <laughs> yeah and like it even feels like this is just par for the course for a blizzard game like oh, not this just is... blizzard like i i want to oh, be yeah but exceptionally it's... clear it's like everybody it feels like yeah. every game that comes out that isn't like a single player game and even some of them looking at cyberpunk um are a fucking mess when they come out now and it's so weird yeah these just feel like the main thing that this is like feels very very normal for with like blizzard things is is queue time being so high and just the way that it like puts you in the queue feel because like diablo 3 was the first game i remember experiencing that with yeah and like there's some games that come out and somehow don't have that problem and it's great (laughs) 
And then right. uh, 99% of them come out from everyone. And it's just like, oh, cool. Well, this is going to be playable in three weeks. Right. Yeah. Uh, it sucks. Hopefully they're able to write the ship because, I mean, you know, Overwatch is a great game that has a lot of great fans. So, like, hopefully they get, they're able to write the ship and figure it out. Yeah. And, like, I, I feel like my other takeaway with this was they closed down Overwatch 1 servers or Overwatch servers, whatever you want to call them, like, the day before. And then it came out and everyone's like, I have to play so many hours to unlock characters that I've already played in past games. Yeah. There's like and no none of my, that. my skins or anything came forward. It's like, okay, thank you for shutting down the game that I paid money for and had a ton of things in to have none of the things in your new free-to-play game. Yeah, it sounds like Thanks. some of that is Thanks like a that. content migration issue because it feels like the intent, I think, was for that stuff to carry over. Uh, I hope so. I hope happen. that's the case and it's just goofed and it yeah, gets resolved yeah, yeah. for people because if... Because that's just, ugh. Yeah, I feel like that's, yeah, like that and the phone number thing is the grossest thing to me. Yeah, for sure. Um, All right, buddy. Let's get into our game for this month because you don't care about the news. I mean, hopefully you care about the news. We, we, We like going deep on the news. But the main thing you're here for is your Game Pass Game of the Month Club. And the game that we played this month is Metal Hellsinger. This is a game that came out this year. This is a rhythm FPS. This is a genre we haven't touched before. I mean, we've played a couple of shooters before, uh, but we definitely have never gone into this specific uh, sub-genre. Uh, and we've talked about this game a handful of times, uh, just off and on over the past couple of months of like, we were both excited to play it. Uh, and here it is. There it is, and here we are. We're finally here. Metal Hellsinger in our hands, ready to go. Spencer, I know you were very excited about this one. Yeah, dude, this game got announced, and it came out, and it was like, oh, some metal music and uh, killing demons. All right, looks pretty cool. Oh, the game revolves around the metal music to kill the demons? Okay, this is everything I could ever want in a video game. Thank you. Please put it directly into my eyeballs immediately. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so this game was published by Funcom, made by The Outsiders, I think is the name of the developer, and, uh, you know, a bunch of other people who contributed music to this game, which is obviously uh, a big part of the vibe. Um, I want to talk about the gameplay first, because I feel like, and I think you would agree with me on this, Spence, story-wise, there's kind of not much to say. Yeah, the story was there, I guess. Yeah. The game's not built around it, so it doesn't feel like we really need to belabor the point. But basically, you play a demon woman who lost her voice. She has to fight through the seven stages of hell to get her voice back. The end. That's that's pretty much it. That's it. Like, this game is not about its story. It's not about its plot. So I don't really feel that much of a need to talk about it, right? Yeah, Um, it kind of felt like the story was just there to kind of keep it moving forward. Yeah, exactly. There, There really is not much need to talk about it here. I just want to focus on the gameplay here because I'm going to be completely honest with you, Spencer. As much as I was excited for this game, I completely fucking bounced off of this thing. And I know you didn't. And I want to talk about and maybe figure out why that is. Yeah, for sure. Um, so how did you play the game? Because I feel like that might have been part of my issue. Were you headphones on on PC were you playing on Xbox? What, what was your what was your gameplay experience? Because I feel like that might have been part of my issue. 
I played on Xbox for the whole thing because um, I wanted to be able to move it back and forth between rooms more easily. And um, some of it I played at my desk with headphones on. And then some of it I played on my couch with um, my... Uh, I have like a little tower speaker that's plugged into my TV that has a little subwoofer in it and stuff. It's nothing super fancy, but it's just better than the speakers built into the TV. Right. So I played it that way and the other way with my headphones on. Yeah. Um, because I played it both in my office, headphones on, and out on the big TV out in the living room, right? Mm-hmm. Um, with just like a standard sound system. And I could 100% feel the difference between those two gameplay experiences. Yep. Like, absolutely. You have to recalibrate the latency on every screen, every single time you switch locations, <laughs> like you have to yeah. like recalibrate the whole thing. And I wonder if I just got my calibrations wrong uh, on the big TV in the main room. Cause that's where I played most of this. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if that's the case because it just felt very imprecise and it just felt very clunky and sluggish. Um, and, and I wonder if I just have no rhythm, but I'm okay at rhythm games, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's been a long time since I've played, like, a Guitar Hero or whatever. But, like, I'm I'm pretty good at keeping a beat. Uh, I played a lot of Cadence of Hyrule on, on Switch and was able to keep up with that beat no problem, right? So it's not like I'm ass at rhythm games, right? Um, but I to me, being able to stay on beat uh with these songs because that's sort of the whole point of the game right it's like basically it's doom 2016 but that you have to stay on beat and because staying on beat felt so sluggish and imprecise i just wasn't having a lot of fun playing it yeah i i i can definitely see exactly what's like what's happened there because i had a similar experience when i set mine up i i played it initially on the tv for a little bit and i was like okay this feels fine and then I played on my monitor and I was like, this is vastly better experience. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know if it's because I was physically closer to it or if just, you know, my monitor does have a better refresh rate than my TV. But like. I don't feel like that that should be such a, a difference in this kind of game. Like, yes, you want to hit the rhythm and stuff, but it's not like I'm relying on outplaying another player. Right. Yeah, you know, I'm just I'm hitting the button on the beat. Like that's the important thing. Um, and yeah, I I played like I tried to play one level, I think, on my TV, and I was kind of like, okay, this is all right. Moved to this monitor, played it, was like, this feels better. Uh, but you know, I don't really want to sit at my desk anymore today. I'm here all day. I want to go kick back on the couch and relax a little bit more. Uh, tried to play another level on the TV, and I went. This is horrible. I'm moving back to the monitor tomorrow to finish the game so I can move on. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, I feel like that must have been what my problem was because, like, I played most of this on the TV and it just didn't feel very good. Like, it felt, again, sluggish. It felt like, you know, I, I used the comparison earlier. Gameplay-wise, this game is basically Doom 2016. Like, there's very little mechanical gameplay difference other than it being a rhythm shooter right yeah um like gameplay wise it's basically the same you shoot you whenever you do enough damage to an enemy it glows a funny color and stops moving if you run up to it and hit the execute button you execute it you get health like most of the rooms are 
you know, box-like with a bunch of obstacles, so it emphasizes fast movement. Um, the game is very derivative, I think it's fair to say. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree and with that. It's, it's definitely, like, it. they definitely, it feels like they took Doom 2016 and went, okay, great, let's put a rhythm on it, and that's good, right? Yeah, um, pretty much. Yeah, it is pretty well how how it felt. And when your main mechanic that makes you a different game feels imprecise on certain output devices. By the way, the main output device that most people are going to be playing on, because it may seem like this on the Internet, but not everybody has a 144 hertz crazy refresh like. Not everybody's going to be playing this at 120 FPS. Not every, most people are going to be playing this on a laggy ass TV. Yep. Uh, and whenever you take that into account, um, and yes, you can adjust it and you can fine tune it. There's like an option setting of like, hey, you know, you can readjust your latency, right? Um, and it's important that that's there and it's good that that's there. Um, but I kind of feel like for the vast majority of people, they're not going to do that. They're just going to turn the game on and play it. Yeah. Um, and I feel like most folks are going to have a pretty bad experience. Yeah, I think that's going to be the case for people who try it on their console. And then I think this game and what it, I mean, what this game feels like it was designed for and where it's going to flourish is PC. Yeah, 100%. Because now you can mod the game to put in songs of your own on the steam version. So that's where this game is going to live for the rest of time. Yeah, probably so. I imagine there'll be some people who continue to play it on Xbox. Like it's not going to go away completely, but I think most people who have played it on, who only have an Xbox or who are only going to play it through their Xbox. uh, They're going to maybe play through it once and go neat. That was fun. And then move on. Yeah, and I mean, the the sort of whole idea, and it feels like this game was also built with sort of speedrunning in mind. Oh, um, yeah, 100%. It is like, definitely built with leaderboards and yeah. being the fastest in the world in mind. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I feel like that might hold some appeal for some folks for a while. Uh, and the mod support stuff is all great. It would be great if we could get that on the Xbox app on PC on our end, Microsoft, if you're listening. Um, yeah, because they said that it's... It's the Steam version only, even though there is a PC version on PC Game Pass. Yes. Um, so um, I don't know where that that split lies, if that's a, a version problem, if that's a developer thing, if that's a, a Game Pass app thing, because you can put mods in games in the Game Pass app on the on right. PC. So I don't know where that that issue lies at. Yeah, I'm not sure either. Uh, it could just be a developer support thing of like, this is the only platform where we're choosing to support because it's our most used. Uh, and we've decided that we're just going to focus this platform, right? Yeah. Um, or just they think maybe that's going to be the most long term platform. Yeah. Because I think yeah. it is. Probably so. You're probably right. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. Like, I really wanted to like this <laughs> like, uh and, and and i feel like there's gonna be folks that obviously still play this like i've got a i got a buddy that i watch on on twitch all the time and he's like he's gaga about it he absolutely fucking loves it because he loves rhythm games and he loves shooters and it's the perfect blend of both for him and yeah. he's on a 
megawatt, holy shit, you know, 180 million FPS refresh rate monitor or whatever, right? Right. Um, and, and he absolutely loves it. And I feel like there's going to be, this game will find a niche with some of those folks and mod support will definitely help with that. Um, but if you're just like average Joe who like, hey, I played a couple rhythm games back in the day and I like shooters, maybe I'll try this. I don't know, man. I just, I don't know. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that makes total sense. And I feel like, too, this is another thing, like, another thing about it is, like, I feel like most rhythm games, unless it's, like, Guitar Hero or Rock Band, it's usually more of, like, a very obvious, like, beat and, like, dancey beat. Like, yes. it's, like, kind of thing, where this, the song changes as you progress in your combo percentage. Like, if you're at two times four, eight, 16 times, like it adds more instruments and things in. Right. And I think, I think that could be a reason that people have problems with the rhythm or bounce off of it is they don't listen to as much metal music. So maybe their brain just kind of hears too many sounds. Entirely possible. Yeah. Because there were some times where I was like, what beat am I actually following here? Like, I understand that I'm following one, but which part is it? Because there's f- there's five instruments, and at one at some point, some singing. So I'm like, there's six things happening. What part am I following, other than seeing it on the screen and like catching up with it as much as I can? And that's even like all I listen to is metal music for the most part. Like right. I this is this game was like designed with my kind of soundtrack in mind. Right. So like. I can see where even that could throw people off because it just sounds like noise in their brain. Cause it's not either just, you know, that's in general the way their brain works or, you know, they're just not used to that kind of music. They're more used to the poppy, like beat that they're trying to follow in the rhythm game. Yeah. For me, you know, and I listen to a decent amount of this genre of music. It's not, you know, everyday listening for me but i listen to a decent amount of it i'm i'm not opposed to it by any stretch of the imagination um and like i'm i'm sitting there going okay so i hear where what what part of the drum beat am i following is i like i'm yeah. always listening for the drum beat and it feels like they based it more on the guitar because even down in like 2x like where you start on your multiplier uh it feels like it was more following the guitar than following the drum to me which i think felt weird yeah um like because i was listening for like okay where's these like double bass drum kicks right like okay that'll be a good thing to to listen in on and follow along on and i don't know it didn't feel like that was what they were on it felt like they were on the guitar and i think that was another thing that sort of threw me off was like okay why am i following the rhythm guitar when i should probably you know these sort of rhythm games you normally focus on like the bassy sort of notes you know and that's not really it didn't really feel like that's what i was following and that yeah. felt odd. Cause, yeah, because it feels like those like drum hits are so obvious for you. Where like the guitar's rhythm, you can kind of get a sense of it, even if you don't play guitar or play instruments, I guess. But like even at some points when I was playing it, I found myself doing more like one and two and three and four and than I did like listening to the beat of the game. <laughs> like I was right. finding it and making it in my head. And there's a visual indicator, right? Um, yeah, I definitely found myself just following the visual indicator rather than like getting any input from the audio. And that yeah. just defeats the point. 
you know yeah exactly and like now i'm just now i'm just playing doom 2016 but it's more restrictive yeah (laughs) now i'm playing doom 2016 on hard mode (laughs) like right yeah um i don't remember what level it was and you may not have got to it since you bounced off pretty hard because it was it was a few levels in Mm -hmm. but there's one that is like twice as fast as every other level in the entire game and I, that was the one that, like, I played it on my TV, and that's where I went, this is not fun. And I, I failed it. I failed the whole level. I died. And that's when I had to move back to my monitor and be closer to it with my headphones on and have a higher refresh rate. And even then, like, I had trouble getting the rhythm of that song. Yeah. It was, like, twice as fast, and, like, the there was no sound indication of what am I trying to hit the beat on. I just could not get it. Yeah. Um, none of this is a knock on the music itself in the game, by the way. Oh, I my God. The know. soundtrack is fantastic. The soundtrack is amazing. Like, it is great tunes, right? Yeah, like, like if you are into metal music... This is you're going to love this soundtrack. Just go listen to it. <laughs> it's fantastic. Yeah. Even if you don't want to play the game or if you try it and go, I hate this game. Just sit and listen to the soundtrack because it's awesome. They yeah, the soundtrack is big ex- people involved. Yes, it is extremely, extremely good. None of this is a knock on the music itself in any way, shape or form. Um, but it doesn't feel like that music was really tuned with the game in mind to me. Uh, yeah, it, it more felt like this is a great soundtrack. Now let's make it work as a rhythm game, right? Instead you know? of just putting it as the soundtrack in the game, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. So I don't know, man. Like, I mean, is there really even that much else to say? Because again, the story is basically non-existent, and it's not the point. So there's no reason to like heavily criticize it. <laughs> yeah, um, it's really not. Yeah, it's really not the point of the game. Uh, I don't know. Graphically, it looks pretty nice. Uh, not opposed to the art style in any way. Um, gameplay wasn't that fun. Story's kind of not there. Is there really that much else to say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. I feel like I would have. I know this is literally the complete opposite point of what this game is, but I feel like I would have liked it more if it was if it was just doom with vocals in the soundtrack like if they had said i want to make a game where you kill demons that's set to metal music but instead of just being instrumental mick gordon i want to call up these amazing heavy metal vocalists who are like titans of the music industry and have them scream over me shooting demons i probably would have had a lot more fun than trying to follow the rhythm as even a little bit you know what i mean yeah, and I mean, at that point, just go play Doom again and turn the music off and listen to your own soundtrack, you know? Yeah, and, like, I think if they had done it and, like, I don't know, maybe fleshed out the story a little bit more, like, maybe that would have been more fun. But at the same time, like, you know, that's probably not what the developer wanted to make. They wanted to make a cool metal rhythm game. And to an extent, they did. It was just not the perfect execution of the rhythm aspect, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I definitely, I, I think so. I, I'm, I'm with you there. So, where do you land on this, dude? Because, like, I think this might be the first time. It, well, no, I was about to say it might be the first time in the history of the show I've given something a thumbs down. 
Uh, but I think I gave Flight Sim a thumbs down, and I think I'm thumbs down on this too. I think we both gave Flight Sim a thumbs down. <laughs> yeah, I think we did. Yeah, good, good, great game, not for us. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. I'm gonna go. <sighs> I'm very torn. I want to give it thumbs in the middle. I think I'm that's not saying fair. this was awful. I'm not saying this was amazing and you need to like carve out time or take away from other games that you want to play to check it out. But like, I don't know if you like metal music and like shooting demons, it's at least worth giving a try. Um, I think everything that you said is, is a big point of um, it it might depend on the hardware that you have. If you play this on, you know, your TV that is is a pretty low refresh rate uh, and you're like across the room from it, you're probably not going to like it. We're going to be honest. You're not going to have fun. Uh, if you have a display that has a little bit of a higher refresh rate or you can just be physically closer to the screen, that was what helped me when I was playing it in the living room, um, you might like it better. But I don't know. I wasn't blown away like I was, I was hoping to be. Um, I think more than anything, go listen to the soundtrack because yeah. the soundtrack's like perfect. <laughs> yep. No. I, I, so I literally wrote down in my notes and I feel like this is where I want to leave it. Game is doo-doo butter sauce, but this soundtrack rips. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's okay. literally what I wrote in my notes. And that's okay. 100% how I feel about it. I think this game can have some value again. If you have a high refresh rate, uh monitor uh if you have a good pair of headphones uh i don't want to dismiss the game entirely because i i think that there's a small subsection of the the hardcore gamer group that i think could get really into this game um i don't want to dismiss it entirely and i think that but this game definitely feels niche and it feels derivative and it doesn't feel like it feels like the rest of the game is derivative, except for its one main mechanic, which fails. I can't give it a passing grade. Like, yeah. I just can't. Um, no, I agree. I think if you're going to try this and you have it, play it on PC. Yeah, this game feels like it was made and designed with PC in mind. And then they went I mean, We chuck it on Xbox and PlayStation, I guess. Yeah, um, but just like I just I wouldn't play them there to be honest with you i i think it's just not a great experience um i would say try it on game pass on pc and then if you just like fall in love with it it's probably going to be worth it for you to invest the money on steam because like we said that's where the mod support is and that's where it feels like the community and and going forward support is going to live for this game yeah for sure um so definitely 100 percent a try before you buy it's cool that it's on game pass so that you can um so try this on pc game pass and if you like it go buy it on steam i hardcore fell off on this game i am big stinky thumbs down on it and that sucks i wanted to like this game and i just didn't hey it happens it happens you know and i mean it's not the first time this year we both really wanted to like the gunk and we were both kind of like on it yeah it was Um, all right yeah, it was okay. It wasn't great. Yeah. Um, so yeah, unfortunately, uh, another swing and a miss in the in the indie lineup of Game Pass for me, uh, which is a shame because I've had like three of those this year. It's been really weird. Like the gunk was kind of a swing and the miss. I was really excited about Trek to Yomi. 
Um, and that game kind of fell off for me. And now this, which I was also really excited for, just big swing and a miss. Kind of a, like, tunic aside, the big indies on Game Pass have kind of just been meh for me this year, which is a shame. Yeah. Yeah, that is the same. I mean, it's just one of those unfortunate things where sometimes we get disappointed in life. Feels like life is just a constant series of disappointments sometimes. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Welcome to my life. Yeah. What else you been playing, man? <laughs> <laughs> you play anything that didn't that you didn't hate? <laughs> you, 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 does, is there any joy left in in the gaming world? <laughs> oh man. Uh, tell you what, I've been, I've been, I've been playing some stuff. I, you have been. You've been back. You've been back on the bike. Like the past couple of months, it feels like you've been dealing with a lot of other shit. This month, you were back yep. on the bike, my dude. I've been seeing a brother play some video games, and I'm excited about it. Yeah, so uh, I'm probably going to miss some stuff, to be honest with you. Just, like, looking, trying to remember what all I've played. Um, I, we'll get the get the obvious stuff out of the way. I'm still playing GTA Online on the weekends, goofing around. Um, yep. Been playing some Splatoon. Splatoon 3? Yeah, Splatoon yeah, 3 came out. Splat fest and, and splatting stuff with paint. Uh, still playing that a little bit here and there, not as much, um, as I would like to, but I've been playing it some, um, other than that, I did, like I mentioned earlier, I got a PS5, so, uh, I've been checking some stuff out over there, I know, I know, sacrilege, right, everybody, (laughs) throw a hissy fit in, in our, our email about me playing a PlayStation, um, I played, I did not expect to enjoy this as much as I did. But I played Astro's Playroom. Yes. I don't know I, um, if you know much about this game. I do, because I've heard... Basically, your experience has been the experience I've heard from everybody that I've talked to that's played this game. Yeah, so this was a baked-in game on the PlayStation 5, and its whole deal is to kind of show you, you know, hey, here are the new features of the uh, the DualSense 5 controller and what you can do with it. And, like, it shows off, like how the different vibrations work, how the the triggers work on the controller and the the motion and movement and stuff on it. And that was right. kind of the whole idea of it. But it's a fully fleshed out game. Like it wasn't just, hey, here's 20 minutes, goof around with the controller. Uh, this is a fully fleshed out game that I got the platinum trophy for, Mark. <laughs> yeah, I love to I hear that. deep in this game. Uh, and about halfway through it, I went, I need to play Ratchet and Clank. <laughs> Like it's very platformy action. Um, it, it gives you a nostalgia feel of I feel like those were most of the games that I played on my PlayStation growing up. Right. You know, it gave me Ratchet and Clank, Sly Cooper, Jack and Dexter vibes, and I'm like, all those games are sick, dude. We should get into this more. <laughs> yeah, dude, I love to hear that because like that that was that's the same thing for me. Like whenever I was, you know, the PS2 era for me. When I think about the PS2, I think about Ratchet and Clank. I think about Jack and Daxter. I think about, yeah. you know, Crash Bandicoot, like, Crash Bandicoot, Sly. Like, I fucking love Sly Cooper so much. Yeah. Uh, and knowing that there's another game that Sony made that has that vibe again, very pleased with that. I'm, just, I'm very happy and excited that there's a Sony game that's not a third person action adventure open world game, you know, <laughs> that is yeah. good that people have really enjoyed. And there's been two of them. You know, the new Ratchet and Clank apparently is very good. So 
Yeah, uh, I'll uh, I'll report back on that one probably next month because I bought it. <laughs> nice. I went and found a copy of it finally um, and picked it up, and it is on my list to play. So Excellent. I definitely need to uh, to get that going soon. But uh, yeah, if you get a PS5 and you turn it on and you see this Astros Playroom thing and you're like, what is this crap? How do I uninstall it? Nah, dude, play it. Play the hell out of it. It's fantastic. Loved it. Play that shit. I, I did I did start a little bit of Deathloop. Okay. Um, but I didn't play that much of it. Uh, I only got about like an hour into it and then got pulled away to deal with the nightmare that has been my house. Um, right. So, yeah, I, I haven't got to play very much of it. I played a little bit of it and I was like, this is pretty interesting. And I think I got to the point where it was going to start to get a little bit deeper. Not story-wise, but like gameplay and and fleshing out some stuff other than like here's the basic loop mechanic right yeah so i kind of got to that point so i'm like a couple hours in maybe sure right right right. yeah um Um, worth noting that uh if you listen to our episode last month where we were like hey i don't really think death loop is gonna come out at tokyo game show well i was fucking wrong on that you can (laughs) check me off the list because that game did get announced and did come out uh for game pass uh that game is on game pass now it got announced at tokyo game show which i was totally not anticipating uh and it's fucking awesome i'm so glad that it's on game pass yeah and like i don't i wonder if that was just more of them going we don't really have anywhere else to to announce this and it's it's gonna come out in like a week so here you go okay yeah (laughs) like the only place we have to do it and it'll still hit news cycles so whatever yeah for Uh, sure yeah, that's I started that and didn't get super far, but we started it. Um, I have also I started uh, Wednesday, not yesterday. Sorry. Um, a game called Song of Horror that's been on my list for a long time. OK, um, the basic premise of it is there's multiple episodes, so I'm not sure what happens in the other ones. I've only played one episode so far, um, but the first episode I went to this house and this dude went missing. So they send somebody else to look for him and that dude goes missing. And then the rest of it is like multiple characters have to go to this house for a different reason. And you have to solve the puzzle of opening like this door that got hidden in the wall to find the guy. Mm. Um, A lot of spooky things are happening. It's kind of like Lovecraftian. Um, Like there's like an ominous like being an abyss that's in the house that's trying to kill you as you go through. Um, it's got like old fixed cameras. So think like Resident Evil, Silent Hill kind of games. Gotcha. Um, but with multiple characters who can all die and stay dead forever. <laughs> all right. So uh, so far, I like it. I'm only one one like four hour session into it. So, you know, it could go either way from here. It could go way downhill, it could go way uphill. Um, but if you like spooky games, this might be one to ch- to check out this month somewhere. Um, what else? I think that's all that I've actually played. But there was a game I really wanted to play, and I just didn't have time to go back to it. Um, I really wanted to get some time to go back to Cyberpunk this month. Oh yeah, because the because of the new show, right? I watched all of edge runners from like front to back in like two days yep i've heard it's exceptionally good show was amazing just 
if you like anime and you like very gory, violent anime, watch this show. <laughs> it was so freaking good, dude. I cannot yeah. stress how good the show was. Uh, so I was like, dude, this feels like a good reason to go back to the game. And they just put out an update for cross progression. So if you own it on console and PC, you can make you can take your progression across uh, across platforms there. And I have it on Xbox and PC because I bought it f- at GameStop for Xbox uh, for literally five dollars at one point. Yep. It got so low on the sale price that I went, this is dumb not to just buy it in case it ever gets good. And if it doesn't, I'm out five bucks, whatever. Right. Uh, and then it was like half off on PC at some point. I was like, you know, I've heard the PC version's better. And, you know, I've, I've got a beefy PC and a really nice monitor. I think my PC can handle it, no problem. And yeah. I was like, well, crap, now where do I play it? I don't want to play two different stories. And then they're like, hey, just just take your progression across. You know, here you go, kid. You're You're welcome. I went, great. This is everything I needed. Thank you. Thank you for solving my problem. Appreciate it. Uh, By the way, you're not the only one who watched Cyberpunk Edge Runners and was like, maybe I should go back to Cyberpunk 2077. There has been like a renaissance online of like the conversation on this game has completely turned around from where it was when the game launched. Like, you know, we're getting close to two years ago now. Um, The Steam charts on this game went nutty. Um everyone's replaying it now uh and it feels like the game is finally getting now that they've been working on it for the past two years and have ironed out all the kinks i mean it is obvious to me at this point that this should have been a next gen only game and they tried to make it work on what was at the time the current gen and it just didn't work uh and you know obviously that was a complete fucking mess but um it's sort of overcast it casts a shadow on the idea that like hey this game's actually pretty fucking good yeah and like i don't know if that was just because they were so far in the development cycle that they were like yeah we've been making it for old consoles like we might as well at least try but that should not have ever been the case like it was pretty obvious to me from the beginning when it came out and they were like i hate this that it was like yeah that should have never yeah, existed. and it worked like all right on PS5 and the series consoles, right? Like, yeah, like it was fine. That was the thing is like they promised it was going to be on Xbox One and PS4, and they didn't want to go back on their promise, but they made a whole bunch of mess of other problems because they didn't want to go back on their promise, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so uh, I'm glad this game is is finally getting. Um, some recognition for something other than the Xbox one and PS4 versions don't work. <laughs> I'm glad it's, <laughs> I'm glad it's finally getting like analyzed as a game and not just like a PR disaster, you know? Yeah, dude, exactly. I completely agree with you. Um, Cause I mean, like when I played it, I was like, Oh, this seems pretty fun. And then I just kind of, you know, fell off of it because other stuff came out and I got too busy to do it and you know, things happen. Um, but yeah, I'm glad that it's finally getting, getting the way that it should have probably been from the beginning yeah for sure and i'm i'm hoping that this can help you know kind of bring that bring that little bit of love that people have seemed to always have for cd project red back to them maybe so we'll we'll you know we'll see how it goes but um yeah i'm glad this game is getting a second chance at life yeah i've i've 
I love the anime, and it is like even I finished it a few weeks ago at this point. I feel like, and I'm still thinking about it. Like, man, I really got I gotta get time to play Cyberpunk. I gotta carve some out to get into it. Yep. Hey, maybe um, we can get that game on Game Pass at some point. Maybe we could do it for the show. Sick. That would be Phil. so sick. Phil, make it happen. Listen, Phil, make it happen, bud. Put it on there. We got to do it. Um, I played really anything else. We played a little bit of Forza together on the stream. That was fun. We played some yeah. Forza. We we played Time. some uh some uh No Man's Sky a little bit yeah. more. Um, it was pretty fun. Yeah, I think that's about it. I think that's all I'm I really absolutely beat your ass in a jump competition in Forza. So you did. I got robbed, man. Got robbed. <laughs> you did. It was a shame. Uh, so if you missed uh, uh, our stream, by the way, we stream every Sunday at eight o'clock Eastern time at uh, twitch.tv slash sparkpass. Um, we were playing some Forza Horizon five and we decided to do a uh, uh, a danger sign competition out at the airport. Um and uh I got the dub because Spencer couldn't land it in A class. Like we we made I a beat rule. him in A class, but I couldn't keep the landing. I was farther. Yeah. We made a rule that like you have to stick the landing, right? You can't it can't fail. Um and he beat me on distance but couldn't stick the landing both times. So I won by default because I am the fucking best. I am the Forza champion of Spark Bass. Hell yeah, big dog. Yep. I am uh I am still furious. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose we could use that as a pivot point to the, the shit I've been playing, because that was the shit I was playing with you. Yeah. Um, all right, buddy. Are you ready? Lay it on me. Do you feel it? Do you feel the horns coming in? Because it's time for the Dragon Quest Eleven update. Play the theme song. That's not the, that's not the, I mean, we might make it the theme song now. <laughs> I might, Welcome. I might do that instead. Uh, so, uh, the last time I, I reported in, I think I was like 10 hours in. I am now 16 hours deep in Ooh, Dragon Quest 11. So I got you. some time in, I got some yeah. time in this past month. Uh, we have basically uncovered the full main plot. So it only took 16 hours. Nice and casual. No big deal. Um, Essentially, um, we got to the kingdom that was destroyed that our mom saved us from. Our mom died uh, when we were a baby, saving us from uh, our castle and our kingdom being raided by evil monsters, right? Um, We finally made it back to that kingdom. We met uh, our grandfather, who's still alive, uh, and we met our... uh, I think her name is Jade. I forget. I, I, it's been a little bit. It's been a couple of weeks since I've played it. So the names are a little fuzzy. Um, but um, and we've basically discovered that like evil monsters are sent here by this evil wizard force murder bad man. Uh, and the king that initially booted us out at the beginning of the game and said that we were the dark spawn basically is afraid to death of that evil wizard man. Um, so we, we know what the main plot is now. We know what we have to do now. We're going to Yggdrasil. We're going to, uh, the world tree 
to get the power to stop this man so that our king friend will stop thinking that we're evil Batman. We have the plot now, which is exciting. Um, that's not really the part that I wanted to talk about, though. Um, there's this section in a town called Octagonia that I played through. It's like a couple hour little section uh, where you play through the masked martial arts tournament. <laughs> okay. Um, and it's basically just like a series of fights, right? Uh, but all of the fights that you go through, basically you're teamed up with a partner. A branch of the world tree is the prize of this tournament. So it's like, well, shit, we gotta, we gotta do it, right? We gotta get this branch of the world tree because it'll help us get to the world tree later on, right? It's sort of like, basically, um, it like opens up a link to like us being able to talk to the world tree and figure out how to get to it, right? So we have to win this martial arts tournament. And it's so funny because all of the like people that you fight against are like wrestler themed uh, or like MMA fighter themed. Uh, and they all have like these goofy names and it's very silly. It's very fun. It's probably the most fun I've had playing through the game. Uh, and I also went through what was probably right after that. Uh, your partner in the mixed martial art, uh, mass martial arts festival. Um, is working for this like evil spider to get the power to be so badass basically. Uh, and he's been like deceiving people in the town. You find out your, your partner that you were randomly paired with was kind of a bad dude. Well, he wasn't a bad dude. He was trying to like, uh, save his orphanage or whatever. So he used the power of this evil spider. And that is the hardest fight that I've had in the game so far was fucking up the spider. Cause it was, it was a bad time. It was this big, ugly, hard boss fight. Three out of, uh, I think four out of my five party members died. Um, And we we hung on by a thread, right? We barely beat them. Yeah, damn. Um, So we just barely got there. We got through it. Um, That's about where I stopped. I I did a little bit of plot after that. Um, But again, you know, I say it every month. Dragon Quest XI is a great game that you can play a couple hours of and feel like you know what's going on. Um and play it piecemeal, and you don't have to, like, worry about where the hell are we in this convoluted plot? It tells you. Don't worry about it. It's very it's very good to play, like, bits and bobs of. Uh, and I'm, you know, I'm getting there. I'm, I'm, you know, we've uncovered the main plot, at least. We're not dealing with subplots anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Spencer, I'm gonna die playing this game. <laughs> this, is, this is the rest of your life. This is this is going to be the through line for the rest of the podcast. Like once I beat Dragon Quest Eleven, or I dread the day if Dragon Quest Eleven leaves Game Pass before I'm able to finish it. What the fuck am I going to do? <laughs> Mark's going to have to spend whatever amount of money it takes. I, I mean, I'm I'm committed at this point, right? I have to. I can't just leave yeah, the like, game you're unfinished. Too deep at this point, not to like it. Almost, it feels like an investment more than anything, really. Yeah, it really does. So, like, this game came out in Game Pass in December of 2020, so... It could be getting close, or it could never leave. Yeah, or it could just be one of those games that, like, stays on Game Pass forever, right? When did the Um, actual game come out? Uh, excellent question. Probably, like... The old Google. 2018 would be my guess. It's been a few years. Uh, it's 2017. 2017. I typed in Dragon Quest 11 and it took away the 11. So all it searched was Dragon Quest. And I was like, initial release date, 1986. I was like, um, 
I don't think this is correct. <laughs> no, I think I think that's wrong. Um, but yeah, no, twenty seven. Man, twenty seventeen was a fucking banger year for video games, huh? It really was, dude. It was great. Yeah, twenty like every time I think about twenty seventeen, I'm like, oh fuck, that was a great year. Um, and this is another game that was great from that great year. Uh, so that's Dragon Quest Eleven update. Play Dragon Quest Eleven; it's good. Um, I want to talk really quickly about one fighting game, uh, Guilty Gear Exard Rev Two. So this is the second revision rev 2 of guilty gear exard um this game got a rollback netcode announcement uh and i love this game in particular uh because i've talked about other guilty gear games i think guilty gear strive was like the main one i was playing uh a couple years ago um this was the first game i ever ran a fighting game tournament for okay um this this was the first one um this was back during the the height of the pandemic uh i think it was like june of 2020 i think uh over on the coffee and combo server uh i was tasked with helping to stream and and organize our uh our community tournaments and um that's the first one i did i've been doing it ever since you know i run a tournament pretty much every month whether it be my, one of my own or for the coffee and combos boys uh, and this was the game that started it all. And now we're actually going to be able to play it online without eight frames of delay. Uh, <laughs> it's going to work good. Uh, and I'm very excited. Uh, the rollback beta, I think, comes out later this month. Uh, we actually ran another tournament for it before the rollback beta even came out because we were that excited, right? Um, like, it's... I'm very stoked that this game, that a lot of us... Like, we, I met a lot of my friends on that server through this game um and uh it's coming back baby we're getting another run we're gonna be able to play it in in not eight frames of delay i can finally play our buddy zio who's out in taiwan who can't play with us in any game that doesn't have rollback uh finally gonna be able to get absolutely murderized by him in this game uh my buddy ty who's one of the co-hosts of the show that lives out in vancouver our connection was always atrocious it's gonna make our connection a lot better um i'm just very excited um all other fighting games are getting put on the fucking shelf because i didn't get in the street fighter 6 beta um and this 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 game is going to be the focus i'm very excited i'm very happy that it's it's back in the public sphere hell yeah dude and then the rest of my month so spencer i've been in a weird mental state and whenever i go in a weird mental state i think back to my favorite console and you know what my favorite console is it's the fucking wii u <laughs> ah, here we go this is what i was waiting for <laughs> i was waiting for the wii u talk i i don't think i've ever you know we've been doing the show for a year and a half i don't think i've ever gone into the wii u spiel so here's the thing here's the thing folks we all acknowledge that the wii u was a disaster i understand mm-hmm. we all acknowledge this as fact i love my stupid little failure box and you will not stop me <laughs> i love the wii u it's the first console i ever bought with my first real job with my own money there's so many great games on the wii u and yes all of them are on the switch now i know i don't give a fuck i have them all for wii u so i'm gonna play them there i love the wii u it's a great little box um that never really got the love that it deserved and the gamepad is one of the best controllers i've ever held in my life because it's gigantic and i have gigantic hands it fits my hands perfectly I love the Wii U. That's my spiel. So I played a bunch of Wii U games. Um, I played for the first time Pikmin 3. Um, that game controls great on the gamepad. 
Uh, basically, you know, like how in Pikmin 1 and 2, because Pikmin 2 is a Wii game, Pikmin 1 was a GameCube game. Uh, the aiming in the GameCube one, the, the first Pikmin, was pretty imprecise. You know how you have to, like, throw the Pikmin to, like, high-reaching places and, like, yeah. get them to pick up stuff and all that jazz? On the Wii, that worked out pretty good uh, because you could just point name, right? Uh, the Wii U version, you can do that. You can play it with the Wii remote and point name. Uh, or you can uh, play it with the gamepad and use the stylus. Uh, and I feel like the stylus, it gives you just like a little indicator on the screen of like, hey, this is where you'll be throwing your stuff. And then you just tap, right? I feel like it's the most intuitive way that I have figured out to play Pikmin thus far. Because uh, that's always been like my turnoff. Like I have two turnoffs with Pikmin. One, it's the time limit. I don't like games with time limits. It yeah. stresses me out too much. Uh, and two, uh, the aiming of throwing your Pikmin feels imprecise on standard controllers mm-hmm. um which is why pikmin 4 got announced for switch and i'm like i don't know how this is gonna go because that's the only option we have now right i guess they could do gyro like they do in splatoon but yeah. uh, i guess they could do that but other than that we really don't have any other option um so i'm a little bit worried for pikmin 4 anyway played pikmin 3 a little bit i played like a few hours of it still not my favorite nintendo franchise um not one that i'm wild about but mm-hmm. uh enjoyable to play uh i i definitely enjoyed me some pikmin 3 i got about halfway through scribble knots unlimited remember scribble knots i do this this game is so fun and i had not played a scribble knots game since the original one what correct me if i'm wrong i think that was a ds game i feel like it was i remember it on the 3ds maybe it was the 3ds there might have been a regular ds release yeah, it, it was one or the other. Um, basically, what this game is, is it's a puzzle game where the conceit is you have a magic dictionary that has every object in the world. And if you write the word, the object appears. And you basically use that to solve problems. Like, there's a uh, a kid who has a piece of candy that's tied up on a balloon, and the balloon's flying away. Oh, that's sad. They want their candy back. You can give the kid a machine gun. He shoots down the balloon and gets his candy. Hooray. <laughs> like that's, that's basically the, the level of silliness that we're talking about with scribble knots. This is not a deep game. It's a fairly straightforward game. Basically uh, the game pretty well spells out for you what people's problems are. Uh, and it's pretty obvious what you can do to fix it. Uh, so if you play the game straight, it's like fine. It's like whatever. Uh, the fun of this game is figuring out what the game will let you get away with. Right. <laughs> um, that's that's the thing is like if you think of like, oh, OK, the obvious answer is this guy needs a wrench uh, and then you decide to give him a fucking like, gigantic war hammer. And that also works. That's funny. Right. Yeah. Like, it's like I technically did it in the goofiest way I could. <laughs> right. Exactly. That is the fun of this game. Uh, so I've been having some fun with that um i'm like i said i'm probably about halfway through the game i don't plan on like hard like i this is not a game that like i feel like i need to go and finish right yeah um i goofed around with it for a little while it was fun it was like a cool diversion of attention kind of thing right sure um just a good time exactly nothing wrong with um, that and then i played breath of the wild for 30 hours <laughs> here it is i was wondering when we were going to talk about this so here's the thing, right? Um, there was a Nintendo Direct 
they announced a sequel for yep. Breath of the Wild called Tears yep. of the Kingdom. We finally have a name. Yep. We finally have a release date. Uh-huh. And I was like, you know, I haven't played Breath of the Wild since 2018. It's been like five years, right? You know, I mean, the game came out in 2017. I think I finally finished my first playthrough in 2018. I spent that long playing Breath of the Wild the first time. Yeah. Um, and I was like, you know what? It's It's been... It's been a long enough. Let's let's play it again. Uh, and then I lost two straight weekends. <laughs> Basically, uh, I, I I got my COVID booster and my flu shot on the same day. And I was like, I am clearing my schedule. I'm not doing shit this weekend. And what I ended up doing by by not doing shit this weekend, we all mean I played 16 hours of Breath of the Wild that weekend. Um. In case you've ever wondered what the differences are between the Wii U version and the Switch version, because that was my other experiment, too, right? It's like I own the game on both. Like, mm-hmm. I wonder what the differences are. I've never played on Wii U. So let's, you know, let's play it on Wii U and find out what the differences are, right? Basically, yeah. the game runs at 720p on Wii U versus running at 900p on the Switch. Um, the downside is there's more slowdown in heavily populated areas. So like if you go to like Kakariko Village or whatever, um, and there's like a bunch of NPCs running around and a bunch of particle effects, you will experience more FPS slowdown than the Switch version. Mm-hmm. Um, because the Switch version does also have moments where it chugs a little bit. Yeah. Um, it's slightly worse on the Wii U, but it's not like so much worse that it's unplayable. Um but the big upside is all of the motion control shrines don't feel like complete ass. It feels like they designed all the motion control shrines with the exact gyroscopic motion of the gamepad in mind. Right. It feels like they were designed for that device. Uh, Cause it just feels so much better to use than like if you're playing in handheld mode on the switch it's awful because you're like turning the whole fucking screen yeah. uh if you're using the the classic controller on switch the you know like the weight of it doesn't feel quite right and it, it sucks the motion control dungeons on the switch suck ass um yeah they do they were not they're bad they were very bad i agree with you they're bad i won't say they're like perfect on the wii u but it definitely feels like they designed these with the Wii U gamepad in mind. They feel so much better to control mm-hmm. uh, with the gamepad. And I don't know if that's just like the specific gyro sensing in the gamepad. I don't know if that's the weight. I don't know if that's it just feels more natural to like twist and turn this thing around. I don't know if it's that. But um, those definitely feel a hell of a lot better. Um, and uh, yeah, so I I mean, other than that, it's the same game and that game is one of the best games ever made. Right. Um, it's like the best. I am not a fan of open world games generally. Uh, and I get completely fucking absorbed in this game. Every time I play it, breath of the wild is amazing. Spoiler alert. In case you didn't fucking know. Yeah. Um, You somehow had no idea. This game was fantastic. (laughs) If you've been living under a rock your entire life and haven't played breath of the wild. Yeah. Go figure that out. Um, So I will, I am like, so I'm done with all the divine beasts. I have half of the memories. I have the master sword and I, um, 
I just got the full guardian armor, which is the first time I've done that. I like grinded out guardians oh, for nice. the first time. Uh, so I got the guardian armor. So basically, once I get all the memories, which I think I'm just going to use a guide for because I remember that being my least favorite part of the game. Yeah. Um. Uh. So I think I'm just going to use a guide and just hammer that out really quickly um, just to get it out of the way so that I can finish the game in like sub 40 hours, which I feel like for me is is pretty good. Yeah. Um, because I've already beaten the game before, right? I don't really give a fuck to be like, oh, I want to rediscover all of these memories. Like, not nah, fucking give me the cutscenes. I don't give a shit. Right. Um, because I've played the game before. Uh, so I'm gonna do that, and then I'll I'll do my run against Ganon and and finish the game. Uh, I also haven't played any of the DLC for this game. Um, because they did a whole like extra quest that gets you the the Master Cycle Zero, the 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 fucking motorcycle mm-hmm. um i've never done that so i think i'm gonna do that after this is done uh the champion's ballot that's what it's called i couldn't remember the name of it um i haven't done any of that dlc so i might do that after i'm done depending on how i'm feeling um but yeah no again breath of the wild is one of the best video games ever made and the sequel is coming out next year and i'm very excited <laughs> yeah i need to go back and probably replay it again before the sequel comes out too you got about a year in a while. So, yeah, you got you got you have time. The time oh, yeah. is there. I definitely how, can get through it. How much do you want to lose <laughs> your time? The Breath of the Wild, because like, again, I could probably play this game. You know, a lot of people have played Skyrim for like thousands of hours. Yeah, uh, I don't I don't know if I could get that far in Breath of the Wild to where we get to a thousand hours, but I could probably get pretty close. Yeah, I think you probably could. I would yeah. I kind of just want to go through as much of the story as I can. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing is like once you have done it once before, I have found because I I remembered where everything was, you can get through the main story fast. If you want to. Oh like, yeah. The the thing about that game is like you get diverted and sidetracked and you know like oh, I'm doing all the shrines or oh, I'm I want to get this thing. Like I've again, I've never grinded out against the uh the guardians before, right? Mm-hmm. Um so doing that and like learning how to fight the guardians was really fun and really rewarding cuz like last time I played the game, I just ran from those things. Right. Um learning how to fight those was really fun. Like there's so many little things that you can get diverted around on. Oh yeah. I spent a whole day one day after work played for about three hours and did nothing but climb up mountains to collect rush rooms to do a side quest <laughs> like, three hours of like rush rooms grow on the side of mountains. Let's just find all the tall places I can and climb them it, again. It feels silly in the year of our Lord 2022 to be like, Hey, you should go play breath of the wild. Um, but I mean, it's still a really good game, you know, like, but Hey, if, if you up. missed it, Go play Breath of the Wild. Um, yeah. It's worth buying either a Wii U or a Switch for. Um, you should probably just buy the Switch, honestly. Like, yeah, especially if you're going to play, if you're wanting it mostly to play Breath of the Wild, since that's where the next one's going to be. Yeah, yeah, you should. <sighs> I hate it because I love the Wii U, but it's so hard to justify buying one. Yeah. Every game for sure. except for Wind Waker HD and Twilight Princess and like a couple of other games are just on the switch now i love yep. the wii u it is so hard to justify buying one <laughs> um uh but yeah 
So go play Breath of the Wild just like I did, which is probably what I'm going to go do right now after we finish up the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we really appreciate your time, effort, and attention. Uh, really quick, before we go, next month on Spark Pass, uh, we talked about it a little bit during the games we were playing. So we're going to play Deathloop. Yeah. We're going to play Deathloop. We're both really excited about Deathloop. So glad that it's finally on the service. Uh, so that's the game we're going to be playing for the November episode. We're We're getting towards holiday we're getting towards the big like end of year cycle which is kind of light for microsoft this year but it's still always exciting yeah it's kind of light but i think you know we're still gonna have some good stuff we're gonna have yeah some fun. i think it's gonna be fun times and you can catch up on all the fun with us on twitter instagram tiktok i'm gonna get back on instagram and tiktok at some point i need to get back on the ball there um fucking twitch every sunday you can hang out with us in the discord all of that stuff is in the description on the podcast feed, wherever you get your podcasts, follow us all throughout the month. Um, and we will come back at you next month for Deathloop. Thank you for your time, effort, energy, and attention. And we'll see you next time, which will be the first time and then the end, and then it'll loop. It's like a loop. It's all the, it's, I was trying to do a joke here and then. Thanks. Bring it back around. Bring it back around. <laughs> Thanks everybody. <laughs>